Welcome to Race Time Radio. Oh, brand new time. How about this? Hopefully you're having a good drive home listening to your Sirius XM satellite radio on channel 167 on your way home from the cottage. Hope you had a good weekend. Uh, looks like we could be in for a little bit of rain here in Ontario. I believe that Nicholas Noggle was twisting laps so fast yesterday at Riverside. He took that cool, damp weather and he pushed it all the way into the Ontario. But we'll get to all of that in just a moment. Let me tell you who we've got coming on the show tonight. You want to talk about a stellar lineup? We got it for you right here. We're going to kick it all off with that 08 Nicholas Noggle. He won the 150 yesterday at Riverside International Speedway. Of course, the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour went green at Riverside. Got their first stock car race of the year in. And man, what a day. Uh, watched it all on Tim's Corner TV and... I'll tell you what, uh, street stocks were there. Uh, they had the uh, Sportsman Series. Uh, it was a dynamite day. We'll get to the results in just a bit. We'll also hear tonight from J.R. Fitzpatrick. He went out and won himself an APC race. That's right. Round two happened at Flamborough Speedway, and nobody was going to catch J.R. Fitzpatrick. He's going to join us here live on the show Friday night at Delaware Speedway. The Super Stocks took center stage. On the beautiful half mile, it was Trevor Culver in the one car. He was the guy that outran all of them. On Friday night, Trevor Culver's going to join the show. Then, also on Friday night, it was the action sprint tour on Dirt at the Big O. Getting it done was Mac Demand. I'll tell you, there was a lot of hard hits on Friday night at the Big O. But the biggest was uh, that Mac Demand guy. I'll tell you, he did a great job behind the wheel of the four-car. Mac Demand going to stop on by. We're going to head off to Canada's west, and we're going to catch up with Matthew Shirley. Uh, he drives the 12 super late model, but we're going to talk to him about not only a super late model. We'll catch up with some uh, Sutherland Automotive Speedway, shall we? We'll do that with Matthew tonight. And then a little further, all the way out to the west coast of Canada, right out into BC. And it was uh, J.F. Lanier out in his Super Modified. Uh, they're called a Northwest Sprint Car Tour out there. And J.F. was behind the wheel, picked up a trophy dash win, and uh, he had himself a good day at Penticton Speedway. They got rained out Friday night. But Saturday, the, part, uh, the, the clouds parted, and the guys got a chance to get behind those rocket wheels. And uh, J.F. Lanier going to jump on the show with us uh, in hour number two. So that's what we got coming up. I've got a bunch of results to go through, and uh, I'll tell you about some coming events. All the above, uh, all coming at you, all live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks. At 5 p.m. Eastern, that's where you're going to find us each and every Sunday night now, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But what do you say we get to our first guest, this driver? Man, I'll tell you what, he had a disastrous heat race, cut a tire down, looked like, oh man, he was going to have to start dead last. And I believe he did start just about dead last for the 150. 
but he didn't stay there a whole long time. Uh, the 08 Nicholas Nago made his way to the front. There was more twists and turns in this baby, uh, but we'll go through them all with our guests. What's going on there, Mr. Nicholas Nago, feature winner, Riverside? How you doing, buddy? Good, and yourself? Doing good. Man, oh, man, quite a race for you yesterday. That one uh, had you guessing all the way through, right from qualifying up. Yeah, no, it was definitely a busy day for me and my team. Uh, can't thank them enough, though. Definitely uh, got the results that we were looking for, and it was hard, hard fought. So what happened in the heat race there? Was that like a, I've seen cut down tire, but how did you cut that tire down? Did you run something over, or was it contact? What was it? How did you do that? Yeah, unfortunately, there was a little contact between me and the 42 car there. It was just a racing ordeal, unfortunately. But uh, what ended up happening is it cut the sidewall out of our tire and ended our heat race pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I seen you right, uh, I guess it was right near the end of pit road. Uh, I thought the guys were going to pick you up, and then it looked like they weren't going to pick you up. And there was a bunch of, I don't know, I could see hands going inside the car. I could see guys talking inside the window, and I was going, Okay, boys, pick him up. Go, go, go. He's got to get back to the pit. But what was going on there? Yeah, that was the biggest issue. When it when it cut the tire down, unfortunately, laid on the sway bar arm, and uh, we started to drag it off. And I, I kind of knew sitting on the front stretch I didn't want to move the car much more due to that. And so I, I limped it over to pit road, and then luckily they came and hooked us up and drug us back. But it was just uh, – at that point, it was damage control, making sure that we didn't drag the back of the car off or anything stupid. I knew it was uh, it was unfortunate for the heat race, but it wasn't the end of our day, and I didn't want to make it the end of our day. Nah, good good thinking. That's what you need to do. you got to remain calm, cool, and collected. It's hard to do when uh, stuff happens that is uh, negative connotation, so to speak, uh, with your race car. But you really do got to remain calm, cool, and collected, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You definitely got to. Think of the bigger picture all the time. Uh, a lot of the time, I know a lot of drivers get really heated in the moment, and uh, you start thinking short-term, but uh, you can't say it's over until it's over. That's the big thing. <laughs> well, if you got heated over that, man, I'll tell you what, throughout the course of that 150, you had the opportunity to get heated up a few times in this baby, and you didn't. Let's go back to the 150. Uh, needless to say, with that cut-down tire in the heat race, you didn't start real well. You were back there a wee, uh, a wee bit. Yeah, no, we, we ended up having to start shotgun on the field due to that. Uh, thought it was going to be a hard go, but uh, unfortunately, Russell Smith Jr. got put back there, too, for issues during the qualifying session. So uh, I had someone to come up through with, at least. And uh, it's always fun running with, with a friend. It's, it makes it a little easier going up through. <laughs> <laughs> and it would, too. How did it feel at Riverside? Uh, any different this year than ever before, Nicholas? I know you've ran at Riverside lots. Did it feel any different this year? Did the track winter any different? Uh, track always has its own characteristics. It changes day to day. I mean, we started the day in the heat and by the time the feature came, it started to mist a little. The temperature dropped 15 degrees. It it definitely uh, changed handling on the car a bit, but uh didn't really uh, affect us too much. I definitely just tried to keep my head on straight, and we dialed the car in best we could and made what we could work. Well, that break on car was uh, definitely working. You did work your way up through the field in the 150. Uh, I want to say it was uh, 10, maybe 12 laps to go. Uh, you were sitting third at that time, or second, second, sorry. Ten to go, two, three, you were in second. The 99er Craig Slon White was out front. Out behind you, 
The 41, you got to give it up to Rogers, too. That man really ran a good race yesterday. But the 41 of Rogers, the 89 Novakeltic Ford at Chisholm, they were duking it out in the third slot. Donald ends up getting that. Ten to go. And you in the 99. Contact is made. You guys sort of go for a little bit of a sideways slide. Uh, the 89 of uh, Donald Chisholm shot through. Uh, gets the lead, but he couldn't hold it. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was quite the ordeal leading up to that. I mean, Craig was out there by 20 car lengths at one point, it seemed, and just slowly just kept my head on straight and very monotonous and just kept my head down, hit my marks, and kept reeling them in little by little by little. And I knew we had a better car, so it was no time to panic. And then once we got to him, I attempted to make the pass a couple times on the outside, and it just we couldn't make it work. And then we tried on the inside, and we were making gains, making gains, and then catastrophe happened. I mean, the two of us went sliding there, and it was, I want to say it's a moment where you don't want to panic, but the car was full lock and was just trying to save it. And then when it hooked back up, no time to think. Just keep on pushing forward. Donald had gotten by us, and uh, I just had to keep digging. I didn't even stop to think about what just happened and just kept pushing forward. You know, and neither one of you, uh, the 99 nor yourself, uh, Nicholas, lost your mind, so to speak. Yeah, there was contact. And I seen you off turn two looking on the high side. I thought, wow, Nick, you're going to go on the high side, the, the big side, and you're going to keep the momentum up. But the 99 car felt you there, too, right? He was doing his job trying to keep the line, so to speak. But you can't have both the top and the bottom at the same time if you do something's bound to happen, and sure enough, it did. But good on you guys, both professional short track racers. Neither one of you is wiped out, hit the fence, turned around, or anything like that. You basically both slid up, the 89 car squirted through, and the two of you continued on. Uh, it was quite a display. And honestly, I thought, you know, Donald Chisholm, real strong in that race early, but he wasn't that strong. He was a third-place car for all intents and purposes, at the 10-to-go mark of that race. Yes, sir. No, it was, uh, there was definitely no malicious intent there with that whole ordeal, and uh, I'd, I'd attempted the top side, and you could tell that the 99 was just trying to keep the position. It's doing everything possible, and I was trying to take it. That's what it come down to, and what happened happened, and then we kept moving forward, and Donald, Donald was good. He was, early on, he was hard to contend with, and it was just, it was, it was definitely nerve-wracking. And when he got by us, I didn't really think much and just kept digging, went to the outside, and we made the pass happen. And at that point, I, I knew there was uh, definitely going to be some tempers behind, everyone pushing, trying to get – there was four or five cars that could have won that race. So it was it was time to start checking out. We just started putting laps down and making a gap. Well, you guys did a magnificent job. The 99 of Craig Slonwhite, uh, again, a great race for Craig. And, oh, he wanted to win just like you. You got to know 89 wanted to win. The 29 of Greg Proud, he was looking good early in the race, too. The 41, as you mentioned, there was a lot of really good iron in, in that race. It only speaks to uh, what we can look forward to in the IWK 250 coming up July the 15th. Uh, what do you got between now and then? Uh, you, you got a bunch of races planned, or what's the plan for the 08 car? Yeah, no, this season we're planning on running a full-time tour with the uh, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour for certain. Uh, as it seems to go, we're going to keep racing the SLMS Tour around here as many as we uh, 
feel fit that it's not going to affect our run with the East Coast Tour. And uh, looking forward until now, we run PEI with the SLMS Tour next week. And then the following week is Scotia with East Coast. And from there on, we'll see what happens. But uh, we're definitely going to keep racing hard and trying. Uh, I can guarantee it. You always put on a good show, Nicholas. Uh, you got the season started off early, heading down to New Smyrna Speedway. And, man, those laps got to come all into play now. Like uh, when everybody else was just firing up here a month ago, you had laps on. Does it feel like you had laps on? Or uh, what was the, you know, the takeaway, if you will, from what you experienced at Smyrna? Yeah, I definitely feel uh, laps never hurt anyone. And uh, I, I, I was lucky to have the chance to do a bunch of racing this winter, and I never really had downtime. The longest I went being out of a car would have been three or four weeks. And then just being able to keep racing week after week and keeping my skills sharp, I did feel coming back when everyone else had uh, taken the winter and prepared their cars and all that. We didn't have that luxury. We kept racing the same cars and got them ready, and then uh, – Definitely going into the first race, I, I felt like I had a slight advantage just having, not having to knock the rust off, for better words. Yeah, yeah, and you didn't have to. I'll tell you what, you looked good in victory lane yesterday, and all I can say is, well, look out, this IWK250, she's going to be off the hook again this year. It always is that race, but I'll tell you, after watching the 150, uh, this is going to be a different one this year. This is even going to be better than what we're used to, I believe. Yes, sir. I'm I'm definitely looking forward. Uh, this year, I have a lot of help with uh, John Fleming and his crew. Uh, I looked up to them a ton growing up, and now we're at the opportunity where John's coming in and doing a bunch of driver coaching with me and helping me get some of that experience at, at a young age. It's just it's mind-blowing how much it's helping me and uh, getting to run his old car and stuff. It's it's definitely a, a big change, and it's it's for the best. Oh, don't tell Jerry Paxton that Fleming is with you. He'll be looking for free chicken. Him and Brad Mann will be looking for free chicken at the IWK 250s. Too funny with Fleming. I'll tell you what, those guys like throwing a fry to the seagulls when they would get into the pit at Riverside. Of course, John had that chicken on the side of his car, and they always kept him well supplied. The RTR crew was uh, ascending on that trailer pretty big. I can well imagine uh, that they'll be picking on you now, bud. Oh, that's for sure. I, and like I say, I can't. I just can't thank everyone enough. My crew is the best on the business. They uh, support me through it all, and I mean. Uh, the, the sponsors make it happen, but they're the ones behind the scenes, week in and week out, supporting me, fixing my mistakes for better, better word, and uh, just they're always there for me. I, I have some of the best in the business. Wow, you got Brycon on there. I know that you guys lay down excellent concrete. Who else you got on the 08, bud? Uh, this year we have Brycon Construction with us as always. Mobile One, uh, McDonald Automotive, Celtic Air Services. Uh, Wingnut Productions and Conway Customs. Like these, these guys are great. I, I just a great bunch of people, and uh, I can't thank them enough. They they allow me to do what I love to do. Well, and you do a great job of it. Uh, you're doing them all proud. Congratulations, Nicholas, on the win. Uh, much continued success, and uh, have a good trip over to PEI. Say hi to Robbie and all the guys out there. We'll be keeping our eyes pinned on you. I can guarantee that. Good luck. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on the show again. Uh, always enjoy coming on. You betcha. That's Nicholas Noggle, one of the best out there on the east coast of Canada. Got it done at Riverside International Speedway, along with Brady Kramer in the 10 car. He's the one that won the Henry's Auto Pro 100. 
in the sportsman class. What a race there. And how about uh, Logan Power? Yeah, the number 58 street stock. First time street stocks back on that big, beautiful speedway. Uh, for the past 19 years, they haven't been on that speedway. And uh, Logan Power goes out, gets the job done twice. It was twin 40s. Logan goes out and wins them both. Cormier had a great job, too. Uh, just came up a little bit short. Nobody was topping Logan Power. Of course, we heard from him on Race Time Radio a couple of months ago in preparations of getting ready. Uh, good job by Craig McFetrich. I'll tell you what, that mass sportsman tour and the street stocks are all coming to life. And uh, good, good for everybody. Uh, the fans really win. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, hopefully, J.R. Fitzpatrick, driver of the number 84, is going to be with us. And we'll talk APC on the other side of the break. Stay with us, everybody. Uh, we'll be back in just a couple of moments. Hey, race fans. This is Larry Barrio, and you're listening to Race Time Radio on Sirius XM, Channel 157. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chapstain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. The Riverside 250 started back in 1977 at Riverside International Speedway. The 250 has continued for all but a couple of years since. In 2007, the 250 was titled the IWK 250 and has been Canada's crown jewel event to win every year. The tradition continues this July 15th weekend. With the IWK 250 tailgate party on Thursday night, then Friday night, it's the Auto World Sportsman Series, Henry's Auto Pro 100. And then on Saturday, it's the IWK 250 featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour and teams from across Canada and the U.S. For tickets and camping info, get to riversidespeedway.ca and join us live at Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. 
doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Nothing connects like country music. Country music. Dig in to Sirius XM's Country Universe. The next generation on the highway, Channel 56. I need something you. This millennium's hits on Y2 Country Channel 61. Or 80s and 90s Prime Country on Channel 58. Tap into these and more in the country category on the SXM app. Included with all trials and popular plans. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks in our brand new time slot, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. And we'll be here every Sunday night at this time. Uh, Sure glad you could tune in. Hope you had a good time at the cottage or wherever you were. Uh, on your way home, and uh, good news. We're going to talk APC. You missed it over the weekend. Uh, well, you're going to catch up right now because we have the winner of that APC. The Grisdale Products 100 was just last night at Flamborough Speedway, and the guy that's been getting her done all season long in a different car number, the 55 at Flamborough Speedway, he was in the number 84, like he always is in the APC series. His name, J.R. Fitzpatrick, and he joins us right now on the Zoom line. What's going on there, J.R.? Have you slowed down yet? You lapped just about everybody last night, buddy. Uh, not much. Just uh, going to make the girls some dinner soon, have a relaxing Sunday, and uh, try and catch up on some sleep, I guess. Yeah, that a boy. That a boy. Yeah, you've earned a little bit of a shutdown now. Uh, you guys uh, picked it up uh, from Sunset Speedway. What did you have at Sunset? Race number one. Was that a sixth-place finish, or was it top five? No, it was uh, It was a ninth. Definitely uncharacteristic of us, but I think just what we had happen there was just overthinking and trying to, to plan for the 150 lap instead of just sticking to our normal, normal program, so... That's what we planned for this weekend is just go in and do what we normally do. And uh, it really showed. I mean, that car last night had just outrageous speed and and it went green to checkered the whole way. I think it's only the second time in tour history that that has happened and uh, definitely played in our favor. Yeah. One other time I remember it was at the beach, uh, JR, where you guys did go green to checker. I want to say it it wasn't even 33 minutes of a race. Uh, but it was action-packed, I can guarantee you that. Same thing last night at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, you guys got underway. Everybody seemed to get sorted out. There was a lot of two-wide racing, a lot of uh, racing back in the field, a little bit of incidental contact, but nothing real big. Uh, how was it behind the wheel of the 84? Were you uh, thinking, man, the yellow's going to come out, until you got into the closing stages of the race, and then you went, man, the yellow better not come out now. Well, so I knew we were good all day. I mean, we went and practiced uh, before the race, obviously. I did 10 laps tonight. I had the 55 there, and I knew right away it was going to be good. And then when we offloaded, sure enough, first thing in practice, same thing, just raw speed. And when we qualify, I ended up hitting the track in three and four, which really hurt us. But I so I knew uh, with the inversion starting second with Kyle Stackley, I didn't think I was going to get him because we were hitting the track so hard. 
And then as the car got hotter and hotter and then tire pressure built up, the car just came to life. And uh, I love racing against Kyle. And I knew right then that uh, I'm like, well, young fella, you better get moving because this car is coming to life. And uh, sure enough, it really did, man. And like lap 20 or something, that thing just hooked right up. And, and I was trying my best to save what I could. But at the same time, I couldn't save too much because – Kyle was really fast, and, uh, and and I never thought it would go all the way to checkered, but it did. So it definitely played in our favor. And, and unfortunately, uh, Chenoweth had a flat right front, which was crappy to see for him because he was fast. He was running third. But I got thinking, man, if he rolls to a stop to try and get out of the way safely, that's going to be a caution run with under 10 to go. So I was really nervous. Um, but he kept rolling, um, and we just carried on. And uh, – I think we lapped up the fifth or something like that. We were all over fourth place there, but I didn't want to force the issue. That'd be my luck. I'd probably spin them and, and go to the back. Yeah, yeah, that's happened, right? It's happened before on a little technicality, and it comes around and bites you right in the uh, rear deck lid. But, JR, what's it been like? You've been running Flamborough Speedway, the, 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 the Saturday night program there, in the number 55 car. Again, that car has been really good. But what's it like going from that car into the 84 and bouncing back and forth? It's got to be difficult, but you're getting results in both. Yeah, it was. I really noticed the difference when I had them both there in one night. Like I said, I did the 10 laps in mine first, and I jumped in Chris's 55 after. And and uh, it, just everything, your, your vision is different. The way the seats are, the gauges, just everything's so different. The cars both have their own characteristics, but... Running Chris House's number 55 car has made me better at Flamborough because I'm getting more laps there than I've ever had. Um, last time we ran there for a championship was 2019, and we won that. And, and sure enough, we're starting off strong here. I think our worst finish this year with the 55 is a third with, I think, two or three wins now. So uh, it's been great. It's definitely keeping me uh, sharp. And, and I can tell you, after this weekend, it's definitely a motivator in APC. I was pretty down and out after the first sunset race, but – we found a few issues from the Sunset deal, and uh, we're moving ahead. I'm excited to go to Peterborough. So it wasn't anything big with the 84 car. Uh, I seen Teddy McAllister outside the window net there last night. Uh, he looked pretty happy. He looked like uh, the Teddy of old. He was uh, pretty pumped up with the win and good on him. But it wasn't anything big that you found from Sunset to Flamborough? No, it was just a few little things here and there, right? It's just... Like I said, I think most of it is just overthinking on the 150-lap race, trying to go with a different plan on setup, and, and I think it just hurt us. I mean, uh, guys, like all the guys finished ahead of us, I think just went all out and, and did their thing, and it worked out for them. And, and the guys who tried to put a little more thought process in it, we ran like crap. So uh, moving forward, we're just going to stick to what we did last year and stick to what we did here this weekend, and it shows. I mean, our, our car is strong. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare to ever say that we're not out of it. I mean, we're third in points now, six points back, and uh, – we showed we got speed again. It's a great feeling. Hey, that 54 Danny Benedict, got to put it out to Danny, ended up getting another pole at Flamborough Speedway. That 54 <laughs> car is going to be one to be reckoned with, too. And I know uh, you alluded to it in the uh, post-race interview. Uh, you said, uh, I would love to get the 54 car and put him a lap down, too. Uh, you guys are good friends, and uh, that would have just been little, one of those little arrows that like you and little Joe shoot mm -hmm. at each other all the time. Yeah, Danny's a really good guy. He uh, he deserves all the credit. I mean, him and his dad, they're such nice people. Uh, they got a first and a third. It's such, definitely a strong start to their season. And all it took is just for him to get some fresh equipment because I always knew he was a hell of a wheel man, and, and it's showing. You know, you, you get momentum on a race car driver's side. They're tough to beat. 
Uh, yeah, he got the pole, but I told him if I didn't hit that track, we would have got it. But I'm, you know, all joking aside, he's got tremendous speed, and and I think uh, moving forward, it's going to come down to probably three or four of us, and he's definitely going to be the man to beat. Hey, I got to ask you too. Just popped into my mind, uh, looking, uh, thinking back to that post race interview. Was that John Senior in the uh, right at the racetrack uh, when you got out of the car? Was that your dad? Yeah, yeah, he didn't go at all last year. He spent a lot of time in Newfoundland, uh, but they came back because it was a little cold and foggy, and my niece just turned four today, so they had a birthday for her. So, yeah, he showed up last night with an old friend of ours and uh, watched the race, and, and thankfully we put on a good show on for him, so I didn't have to get in too much trouble today from him. <laughs> awesome. I, was, I thought it was John from the look of, uh, you know, from the back of his head, and I thought, good, good, man, that's cool that he would be there uh, to witness that great race. Peterborough Speedway is up next. You guys don't have long. You got to turn around next Saturday night. You get to uh, JP's beautiful house. Uh, thoughts going into Peterborough because I know you love that speedway too. Yeah, Peterborough is one of my favorite tracks. We've always run really well there. We're now the track record holder for there. Uh, the cars can be really good. Now we got that feel back in it that I didn't have a sunset. Really looking forward to going back. Our setups are very close between the two speedways and, uh, going to be interesting because i do know some local guys are coming that are really good there um so it'll, it'll be interesting how it stirs up uh we're not going to be starting near the front now because the points will be starting i don't know eighth to seventh something like that so it's a tricky little bull ring but we're going to have some good speed for there as well because I, like i said i really love that track and when you go to these tracks enjoying it and knowing your it's one of your best tracks the results are uh, a lot better than if you go in and say oh, i just want to get through this place but uh, I think that's an advantage I have over some of these people because I've been going every year to Autumn Colors for 15 years or more. So a lot of these guys don't have a lot of track time there. So I think that plays in our favor just a little bit. No, I think it would. It would pay, play into it huge, really. Uh, you're one of those guys that will take laps in whatever and wherever. Uh, and that's what I've always loved about you, JR. Uh, you're one of those guys that uh, fans love to watch, and for good reason. Uh, when we get into the schedule, you got the half mile at Delaware, you got some more extended races. Are you looking forward to those more extended races, or are you kind of privy to those hundreds? You kind of like them the best. No, I think I think now that we realize we you know screwed ourselves up in the first one, planning too much into the event like i think if we just go into these longer races with the experience i have with the longer races in terms of just longevity and and saving your tires and stuff i think that's enough i think we just put too much thought into our setup for that long race and uh long races are great man um um, sunset's hard right it's hard in 50 laps never mind 150 so it uh yeah, setup-wise, we really screwed ourselves there. But the longer race, I'm looking forward to it. The whole schedule is going to be great. Looking forward to getting all these tracks again. And uh, like I said, I hope it ends when we're on top. Guy, ah, you've always been the guy that has enjoyed being the hunter and not the hunted. Uh, that That's uh, kind of a cool spot to be in because you know how much you love watching uh, and, and going after that leader. Uh, you do a great job at it. Uh, JR. Uh, the the uh, junior late model. I know you found some parts and pieces from your original car. You're one of those original junior late model drivers here in Canada. Uh, and I got a chance to watch them down at Varney just uh, a week ago at Full Throttle Motor Speedway. I'll tell you what, those kids were putting on a show, and I couldn't help but think back to the days watching you and Joe and Mikey Almond and all the kids out there, the Camrap boys and uh, watching you guys, you 
uh, can't stop thinking about that either because you went back and found your original piece. How is it all coming together? Well, the original is in New Brunswick, and so it turns out the guy won't sell it to me. Ah, really? So, yeah. So um, just in conversation with Darren Warren, obviously a great supporter and builder of the Junior Late Mall Division, um, we're going to make something happen. Um, so he's got the original body now. He'll be working on something for me there, just a showpiece, I suppose. And, uh, yeah, it kind of stinks in a way, but it is what it is. What's up with the guy? What, what What's his emotional attachment to your car? I'm not sure, but apparently I'm the only one that ever drove it. It's, it was used as a show piece for home hardware in New Brunswick, and that's the last I heard of it. And then, sure enough, I had a connection with somebody who found it. And then, yeah, we just can't get our hands on it for some reason. So kind of stinks because it's the original small cage, like low cage car. Obviously, they build a lot bigger and stronger, safer now than when we first started. But it's pretty cool. I mean, you know, back when we started, we were five and a half horse with treaded tires, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we moved the slicks, nine horse and whatnot. So I just thought it'd be really cool to have one of the original cage cars here because it's just authentic. And in my mind, you know, we started back in 1995. So been a long run but uh like i said before eventually i'll have two of them sitting either in my basement or my shop as showpieces well that'd be kind of cool and you know what you gotta kind of sympathize with the guy out there in new brunswick he's truly got a really cool piece of canadian motorsports history when you look back eh, it'd be kind of hard to part with other than uh, if it was you i'd have to do it uh, but that you, the guy's got a piece of something there that is really something to be treasured. Uh, so I guess we can't blame him that way. I wish he would sell it to you, though. I can guarantee you do good with it. Uh, it's like finding a home for that uh, that that special piece, right? When uh, nobody wants to sell it, but uh, eventually those pieces do get sold. And uh, when it goes to a good home, it's kind of cool. Yeah, and it kind of sucks too because I lost conversation with the, my contact at the point when my Facebook shut down, right? So my Facebook page at the time had almost 7,600 people on there and, and it's still hard for me to the, get the word out that I'm not using that page anymore. For whatever reason, it shut down on me and, and now I'm on a personal page, which I'm almost at 1,300 now. So I haven't seen that gentleman's name pop up yet as a friend request. So hopefully there's some, you know, some change of mind here in the near future. But as of right now, we have planned moving with uh, – uh, Darren Warren and his group there. So it'll be cool once the finished project's out there. And and like I said, I told uh, Darren before, once that's done, I'm going to get in it. I want to do some laps in it. So it's got to be uh, pedals right to the front bumper, I suppose. Oh, it will have to. You're a big kid now. Uh, you, you've really uh, sprouted up, so to speak. Uh, is that guy, does he have a home hardware in New Brunswick? The last I heard it sold to, so all the assets sold to whoever bought the next one, and that's the, the I, gentleman that I'm trying to get a hold of. So, I got you. I got. Yeah, I just thought if he was uh, home hardware in New Brunswick, we could send a message through him right now. National television, the message would be delivered. I could almost guarantee it. But uh, hey, maybe somebody's out there that kind of knows that guy and can reach back out and get a hold of you. That would be kind of a cool story, Jr. You'd be the kind of guy that would uh, really appreciate it. I know that. Oh, yeah. If I, if I had an opportunity to go down and get it, I'd be leaving tomorrow to go get it. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, good deal. you got to go to Peterborough Speedway. Uh, what do you got left to do to the car? I guess you guys would have had it already unloaded from uh, Flamborough Speedway. Uh, you, I guess just turn the crew on the car. You're part of it. I know you are. You don't uh, just leave it to everybody. 
But do you just turn the crew on it and it'll be ready to go for Peterborough come Saturday night? No, I'm a pretty hands-on kind of person. I'm kind of a pain in the ass, really, if you ask my team. I'm pretty picky about a few things. Uh, but no, today, me and my three girls, Alora, Adeline, Emily, we all offloaded it today and just kind of blew it off, made sure there's no leaks, all the wheels are spinning. Uh, they tore us apart pretty good, so we got to put all that back together and make sure that's right and uh, do a few minor tweaks and a few things, and we should be turned around and ready to go for Friday. It's Alora's birthday weekend coming up, so we got to – celebrate that and, and get up there and camp and, and celebrate her uh, getting closer to mid-30s. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. Uh, you you <laughs> kids are getting up there, and that's so cool to see. JR, you're a hell of a dad. You're a hell of a wheel man and uh, a real good friend of Race Time Radio. we got to congratulate you on the win. Uh, and I know we look forward to catching up with the winner after Peterborough Speedway. You never know. It could be you, or it could be one of those other 20 guys that are out there. They're all competitive. Yeah, that's it. That's one thing about the APC series. There is definitely, you know, 12 to 10 guys that can win every night. So, uh, yeah, to win these races is getting more special every time because when you go through a little bit of drought like Sunset and the last couple of last year and you bounce back and win, a, win one like that, it feels great. Well, I bet it does. Not too much birthday cake now. Otherwise, Teddy will be fretting on you for having too much left side weight. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry. That's all after the race. <laughs> Good deal. JR, thanks so much for the time tonight. Enjoy. Say hi to the old boy for me, will you? I will. Thanks for having me. You betcha. J.R. Fitzpatrick, driver of that number 84 Equipment Express uh, Chevrolet in the APC Series. Got it done at Flamborough Speedway, as he's been doing most nights at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, but I'll tell you what, you put him in his APC car, and last night he lapped right up to fifth place. He had a whale of a race. Uh, we're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, another guy that put a whooping on the field only at Delaware Speedway on the half mile. The number one of Trevor Culver did a phenomenal job on Friday night. He's going to join us on the other side of the break. Stay right there. We'll be back in just a couple of moments. Do I make you honey, baby? (laughs) I'm John Roberts from Speed in the Hub. You're listening to Race Time Radio. Coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to canadiantiremotorsportpark.com. The Riverside 250 started back in 1977 at Riverside International Speedway. The 250 has continued for all but a couple of years since. In 2007, the 250 was titled the IWK 250 and has been Canada's crown jewel event to win every year. The tradition continues this July 15th weekend. With the IWK 250 tailgate party on Thursday night, then Friday night, it's the Auto World Sportsman Series, Henry's Auto Pro 100. And then on Saturday, it's the IWK 250 featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour and teams from across Canada and the U.S. For tickets and camping info. 
get to riversidespeedway.ca and join us live at Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music, influences, collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. Breakdown's alright. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's alright. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans. Did you know you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just a tap away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. All at our new time on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks. If you're into the CFL... 
Keep it tuned right here to Channel 167. We got the CFL for you all season long. Uh, you can depend on great coverage right here on this channel. I uh, want to welcome in all the viewers of Rev TV Canada. I got a little note for you, too. You're watching tonight, Monday night from 4 to 6 p.m. Uh, we got a little time shift that's going to happen here on the channel, and we are going to be on Tuesday night, 4 to 6. So same time, different day. Instead of Monday, it's going to be Tuesday. Monday this week, Tuesday next week. So just wanted to let you know that. Or maybe you're tuned in on the Performance Motorsportnetwork.com, stealing all his guys, Air Race Time Radio a number of times throughout the course of the week. Also on Gearhead Country Radio and available on iTunes and all the different uh, platforms, whatever way. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, Racetime Radio TV, on YouTube. And uh, please give us one of those subscribes. We hit over 180 subscribers now. Not bad for a new entity. Uh, we are building it up, and uh, we surely do appreciate all of your support and your love of short track racing here in Canada. Uh, we got a great guest lineup still to come tonight. Just waiting for Trevor Culver, driver of the number one car, uh, Superstock at Delaware Speedway. He's going to pop in on that Zoom line uh, sometime before now in the top of the hour, I'm hoping. Mac DeMann is also coming up. He, of course, drives Sprint Car at Oswegan Speedway. It's a great sprint. The four. And I'll tell you what, was he hooked up Friday night? Uh, he did a masterful job on that speedway. We're going to get a chance to talk to Mac here tonight on the show just after the top of the hour. And then we'll talk to uh, Matthew Shirley, a uh, super late model driver from out in Saskatoon. Of course, Sutherland Automotive Speedway is the speedway of uh, choice out that way on pavement. And uh, Matthew Shirley, they got their season all fired up. We're going to talk to him not only about his racing program, because I know they got a 150 coming. They got the Bridge City 200 coming up. Two huge, iconic races that happened at Sutherland Automotive Speedway. Uh, we're going to be able to talk to Matthew about those two, uh, but we'll also talk to him about general things at the Speedway. Uh, Matthew, part of the executive of that uh, Saskatoon Stucker Racing Association uh, and quite a unique situation out there in Saskatoon for a speedway. Normally, you've got a track owner like uh, we'll use John Caselli for an example. John and Frank Caselli, Flamborough Speedway. Uh, it's family owned. Uh, we're out in Saskatoon. That speedway isn't owned by a family or a couple of families. Uh, it's owned by its membership. Uh, it's totally unique. They've been doing it for years out in Saskatoon, and it is a wild uh, formula. Uh, the way that they've got it all laid out, they have an executive and a president. Uh, Andrew is the president. Um, but they, you know, it, it's a very unique situation and uh, ran by volunteers. The membership run the Speedway, um, and they do a phenomenal job at it. But uh, look forward to catching up with Andrew, uh, or pardon me, Matt. In hour number two, along with, uh, how about J.F. Lanier? Uh, J.F. has got a super modified uh, sprint car out on Canada's west coast. Uh, they went green at Penticton Speedway. Uh, it's a relatively new tour uh, with the Western Speedway falling off the map out there now. Uh, Saratoga Speedway has picked it up. Rob Layton. Uh, is the owner of Saratoga Speedway, but he's also a huge sprint car guy and a super modified guy. I uh, put his tour together, 
Uh, they went and uh, leased, I believe, Penticton Speedway on the weekend, and they had a competition there. Uh, they had it laid out for two-day show, Friday, Saturday. Friday got rained out Saturday Clouds did part, and the guys did get some racing in. Uh, J.F. Lanya, is, uh, he, he won the trophy dash. So I thought it would be great to catch up with J.F. Uh, if you watch Rust Brothers on uh, uh, Rust Valley Restorers on History Channel, you remember J.F. He owns J.F. Custom. Uh, he was part of the show there for a couple of years, and uh, he's got a Riddler Award. He's got all kinds of credentials behind his name. He does a wild job on restoring cars, uh, but he's also a big racer. And uh, I, I, that's what we're going to talk to JF about tonight is his racing and what all he's got going. He does more than just a sprint car. I believe this was only his third time around in the sprint car. Uh, so he's just sort of getting his uh, situation laid out with the sprint car, but he's doing a whale of a job going out there and winning himself a race. But uh I digress, and what do you say we get to the Zoom line, and we welcome in the guy from Delaware Speedway, driver the number one in the Superstock. Tell you what, he had his foot planted to the rug on Friday night, and uh, he won himself a big feature win. Trevor Culver joins us right now on the Zoom line. What's going on there, Trev? How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Doing good, man. Doing real good. You had a real good Friday night in that Superstock. You got her all put together now, man. Yeah, we had uh, we had a really good night. Um, the way this Delaware series works with the lineups and heat races and feature races, it's so important on how you do in your heat race because that determines where you start in your feature. And there's such a tight field and it's so competitive. If you start somewhere in the top half of that uh, fast heat race, if you want to have a shot at the winning feature, like you got to win that heat or you got to come in the top couple. So our uh, our goal and thought coming in the night was we're starting in the top uh, half of that heat race. I said to myself, I got to get to the front. I got to win that heat. And then when feature time comes around, uh, if you win your the fast heat, you start fifth in the feature with the uh, top four from the slower heat in front of us. So the whole thought there is once once uh, we get out there, I got to weave through traffic as carefully but quickly as possible because you could try and be careful. But there's someone behind you who's fast and Rambi too. If they get through traffic before you do, you're in trouble. So I was hammer down, get to the front, and just try and run away as fast as I can. And uh, it worked out for us. Oh, it did. And you know what, Trev? I don't need to tell you, but any of the viewers or listeners, I'll tell you what, the competition at Delaware Speedway in that Superstock class is second to none. Uh, you get guys like Jay Dewar in the 43 car. Uh, young driver in the 22 car, Chase Pensado. Uh, that yep. kid is coming on. He is doing gangbusters. Uh, you got guys like uh, the 89 of uh, uh, Sean Chenoweth uh, from Flamborough Speedway. You'll see him at Delaware on Friday night. Uh, there's yep. so many guys. You got uh, uh, Pete Vanderweese Jr., you got Pete Vanderweese Sr., um, uh, the 28 car. It just keeps on going. And uh, Lane Zardo. Lane Zardo just Lane about Zardo, reeled you David in, man. Carson Nagy, Carson? I, don't know, I don't know how much time you guys got, but we can talk all night about all these drivers. Like it's, uh, I, I said it in my interview on uh, on Friday night after we won the feature. It went green to checkered, and I lapped three cars in 35 laps. Green to checkered, I lapped three cars. That's pretty awesome. How tight of a field it is, and how how it really does matter about track position and. 
Something that uh, one of the many things I've learned from Steve Robley over the few years I've known him, mm-hmm. uh, he's told me some of the races back in the day, he started at the back and would drive through the cars and, and make it from the back to the front. He's like, those days are over. Yeah. Jamie Cox was in this conversation too. Jamie Cox said too, he's like, you just can't do that anymore. There's just too many good cars mm-hmm. that if something happens, you go to the back, like you're, you're probably not going to come back up and win. Just you can't do it anymore. There's just too many good cars. Well, it's like the old adage, right? We see it at Daytona and Talladega in the big leagues. You lift, you lose. It's the same sort of thing. Uh, and Delaware Speedway, half mile, uh, you would yeah. think, okay, you got a little bit of room there because the, the cars are going such a speed. But that's the problem. There's so many guys doing the speed. That uh, you lift, you lose, or something happens, you got your work cut out for you. Unless you get one of those nights that we had a couple of weeks ago that was riddled with caution flags. You do right. get a little bit of a benefit there if you're picking them off one or two at a time. And the yellow comes out, you re-rack, and you keep bringing that front back to the middle. Uh, it, sometimes that can help, but uh, not yep, so yep. on Friday night. You guys were rocking it. Yeah, no, we've been uh, we were working hard all year, and I mean, it started uh, started at the end of last season. It uh, we had a little bit of an off season last year. We ended up third in points at Delaware, which um, all in all isn't that bad. But we're we're used to running a little bit better than that. And we had a bit of an off season there, and then uh, going into championship night at Delaware with the Quick Mix series, we were one of the five drivers within like three or four points of each other for that championship, and. And we knew if we were going to win that, we'd have to win. I went out and tested on the Monday before that race. Car was a rocket. We Our adjustments worked perfect. We went to the track for that final race, first practice, top of the board. And I'm like, this is it, right? I, yeah. I got this thing figured out. We're going to go win tonight. Like, I've done my work. What's going to work? Put on the race tires. We finished, I don't know, like ninth. It was <laughs> terrible. And uh, But it just shows, like, how tight this competition is and if, if something is off by this much, it looks like this much because someone else is going to be on. And uh, so then in the off season, uh, I went to McCall Racing and I said, well, boys, I I don't have money to build a new chassis this year, but I need uh, all the help I could get. Let's, uh, let's work together. Let's figure out how to make this. It's number one, even to express lubricants, Chevrolet Camaro uh, win again. And uh you let me know what we need to do, and we're going to work on it together and get it done. And with a lot of help from those guys this winter and constant communication, we've, we've got it back on track, and uh, I think we're pointed in the right direction. Isn't that cool? You know, it says a lot about Mike McCall, the experience that not only Mike has, but Bird and everybody on his staff, where it doesn't have to be a brand new car uh, nope. for them to actually start working with a race team, right? Uh, yep. you, that, that that is perfect proof right there that they will actually, you know, see if they can do. Now, they can't. If you've got a car that is really outdated and it's really off, there's only so much those guys can do. But it's kind of cool when you've got a driver that is driven like you, Trevor, uh, yep. that wants to make the car good and does everything that you can. That's kind of cool when it all comes together. Now, with the win, what does that do for your start come Friday night next week at Delaware Speedway? Does it have any impact? Oh, yeah, it will for sure. Um, I've had a pretty busy weekend, and I haven't been able to do the math and the points to figure out exactly where it's gonna where I'm going to end up. But so the way Delaware does it is it's your starting position in the heat race is based on your three-week average. So points accumulate in that three-week average, not just necessarily the feature. Mm. It's your points accumulate in that three-week average. So, so far, 
my best two nights of the year was uh, last Friday. We won this past Friday. We won the heat and the feature. Led the most laps. Right, we have maximum points. Uh, we love to do that every Friday night, obviously. But uh, so that was our best night, and then our second best night was the first one of the year. And that and and uh, we've done four races, so it's my last three nights. So I didn't do as good on my second and third night. So I'm hoping that my my good finish doesn't. Uh, put me that far back in the starting order, but uh, I'm thinking instead of starting, I started fourth in the fast heat this last week, I'll probably start sixth or something, which it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's two more guys in front of you that are the same speed or, as you, and like it's it's not easy to get by when, no. when someone's the same speed as you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We're with Trevor Culver. He won Friday night at Delaware Speedway. Trev, uh, we've only got a couple of minutes left, and i got to throw it back to Toronto. Uh, who even got sponsoring that car? I know it's a long list. Go ahead, but you've only got a little bit of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, i got to thank everyone, all these sponsors that helped me out year after year. So it starts with Inventory Express Lubricants, Carter Trucking, DK Equipment, Hodgins Custom Service, Lux Homes and Ahmed Wakas, Donley's Cafe, Pizzeria and Taphouse, London Car Zone, MGV Concrete, Wilds Printing, Mark Kennedy Trucking, CEL, CEL Electric, Outback Tire Shack, Melrose Garage, Hallmark Memorial, Mr. Transmission on Exeter Road in London, Dave Culver Auto Care, Novus Glass, Fix Auto, London Northwest, and uh, 24-hour Culver towing. Without all of the support from my sponsors, my crew, my family, my wife, uh, we wouldn't be able to do this, and I'm uh, forever thankful. And and I also got to thank you guys for uh, making the sport what it is and uh, getting the word out there and getting the fans in the stands. And uh, it takes a lot in this racing community to make it what it is, and uh, I'm pretty honored to be a part of it. Well, thank you, Trev. We're all in this together. Uh, the more fans, the better, and uh, hopefully, you know, we're on a new time slot. So we got uh, new people listening in tonight, hearing about uh, Delaware Speedway and hearing how how tight the competition is, and that's coming from a guy that just won. Uh, it is extremely tight, and you got to know that that Lane Zardo has got to be chomping at the bit, waiting for the next Friday to get you. That's right. We we joke around all the time. Me and Lane were good buddies. Uh, we finished one, two, and lots of races at different tracks, and uh, we're good friends that, that like to battle with each other. But one more thing I'm going to get in quick. We race at Peterborough this Saturday. The next Friday, June 23rd, we're back at Delaware. That is Pack the Track Trevor Culver Fan Night. We get out as many fans and friends as we can. Uh, last year, I think we had around 500 people there. We're going to try and do the same this year. Uh, if you're interested in going... Uh, Send me a message and we'll uh, we'll get you tickets. Too too cool, Trevor. You did a great job. Uh, Got to thank you for your time tonight on race time. Go get it at Peterborough. That quick quick fire starter series all kicks off. Race number one at Peterborough. Good luck in it. Go get them, kid, and we'll get you back on here. Thanks for having me, Joel. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. You betcha. That's Trevor Culver, driver of the number one. You do not want to miss it. When Trevor is in that show, you got a show in front of you. Uh, Peterborough Speedway is where you're going to want to be. We're going to throw it back to Toronto, get you up to date on news and highlights, and we're back for Hour 2. Stay with us. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM Channel 167. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. 
Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio with the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167 where Canada talks. And just like that, hour two begins all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Also on Rev TV Canada every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. That's a new thing. Uh, and, of course, Sirius XM 5 to 7 is our new time slot. Uh, and we want to welcome absolutely all of you. However you're tuned in on Race Time, we genuinely appreciate it. Make sure you tell your friends, too. If you want to stay up to date on short track racing, uh, right here. Race Time Radio is the spot to do it. Uh, coming up here in this hour, we're going to have Mac Man. He went out and won himself a sprint car race. Actually, it was the Action Sprint Tour uh, season opener. And it was Mac Man that goes out there and gets the job done on Friday night at the Big O. We're going to catch up with Mac here live. We'll also hear from Matthew Shirley uh, from uh, Saskatoon, the Sutherland Automotive Speedway. He's going to join us this hour. And J.F. Lanier from all the way out in B.C., uh, Usoyus, B.C., to be exact, J.F. Custom. Uh, he's got himself a super modified out there, the sprint car, on asphalt. And uh, he won himself a trophy dash on uh, Saturday night. So I thought it'd be a great idea to get JF on the show. And we'll catch up with him and uh, find out. I know he does multiple uh, races, different styles of racing. And we're going to catch up with him tonight and uh, see what all he's up to out in BC this year. A uh, couple things I want to remind you about. Peterborough Speedway coming up next Saturday night. The APC Series is heading to Peterborough for a 100. You don't want to miss that. Also on the same night, the Quick Quick Firestarter Superstock Series starts up. That is race number one in the series. It'll be a barn burner. Uh, there will be cars from all over Ontario uh, at that. Uh, there's a lot of cars you haven't even seen yet at Delaware Speedway or Flamborough Speedway. Uh, or, or any of the other racetracks, for that fact. Some guys are just running the Quick Quick Firestarter Super Series, and uh, a, a Superstock Series, and they haven't ran yet. So night number one for them is going to be next Saturday night at Peterborough Speedway. And if you haven't been to Peterborough Speedway, you've got to make the trip. I'll tell you what, it's an awesome racetrack. Uh, JP and his whole staff do an amazing job with that speedway. It's a D-shaped short track. Uh, nice straightaway down the front, but you're sweeping and turning pretty well all the way through turns one and two down the back stretch, a real sweeping back stretch into three, four, and then it straightens out again like a bullet. Uh, track's got lots of character, guaranteed uh, to make the hair stand up on the back of your neck when you're watching those cars on that speedway. A lot of good racing is what you're in for. 
Uh, the Super Late Model Series out in the Maritimes is back under the green flag next Saturday night. You want to head for PEI, Oyster Bed Speedway, uh, Robbie McLean's racetrack. Get out there and see those guys. It, maybe you're on holidays and you're heading out to the East Coast and you're going to be out in PEI. Check it out. Just outside Charlottetown. I don't know, maybe 20 minutes outside Charlottetown. Um, awesome little speedway. And trust me when I say it gets jam-packed, it will be jam-packed. So you want to be early, uh, get to that racetrack and catch the new Super Late Model Series. It goes green on Saturday night. Uh, the Ontario Sportsman Series is back under the green flag next Saturday night. They're at Sunset Speedway. Um, that will be race number, I want to say it's three. Uh, one of them ended up getting rain-shortened. Whatever. Sunset Speedway is where you want to go. And there is some news with OSS, so my dad. Uh, driver the number 47 made a big announcement here just the other day. Amber Bulkin. We all know Amber. She's from Winnipeg. She's down in Charlotte, North Carolina. Been running ARCA for Billy Venturini. Uh, Amber is going to come back to Ontario for an OSS race. She's going to jump aboard the 47 at Delaware Speedway. So that's going to be kind of cool. A little bit later in the season, uh, you'll get a chance to see Amber Balkan. Uh, she's been doing a great job down south. And to see her back up here, I don't believe she's ever been to Delaware Speedway. Um, she's going <laughs> to. And trust me when I say she's going to be fast. Uh, so it'll be very, very interesting to see what happens there. I got more to tell you about as we get a little bit further into the show. Uh, we got more races that I got to tell you to uh, check out. Uh, and I see Mac DeMan is up on that Zoom line. Give her a crank there, Matt. Just turn her sideways. There you go. Now we got you in full view. That's uh, pretty cool. Looks looks like I'm looking at the uh, simulator. Maybe that's why Mac DeMan's so quick. Uh, he's uh, on the simulator lots, getting laps in. But uh, he does join us on the Zoom line right now. What's going on there, Mac? What's going on? I'm just trying to get the video of you up. I'm not good with these things. <laughs> it's the little reverse-looking arrow. That's what it is on the front of it. But uh, you'll get there. You can do that. I, I know you can multitask, Mac, because uh, you did it on uh, Friday night at uh, at Oswegian Speedway. You did a phenomenal job. Oh, you had it. But now now we're back to the other screen. There you go. We got you now, buddy. Uh, yeah, you- but I I can't see you or or myself or well, what I'm looking at or anything. Well, I, trust me. You, there we go. I no, think I got it. No, you don't got it now because all I see is a little image of your car. There, we there. Go. you're back. Now I got I got you and me now. Oh, you poor guy. You you have to look at me, <laughs> Mac. You did a great job Friday night in that four car, that sprint car race. Uh, the crate sprints they they are off the hook. That action sprint tour is the real deal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a great series. Um, well run. I think they had 37 cars and uh, started 24. So you have like a 16 car B main or so and only four cars make it. So uh, really, yeah, they put on a great show. Um, yeah, good feel of cars and uh, yeah, well run event. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy that has to load it and watch the rest from the pits, albeit at a squeak, and it's not bad watching a race from the pits. I like doing it, but I'm not a race car driver like you guys. 
uh, you show up at the racetrack expecting to be in that A main, and not everybody can when you got 37 wheels there, or yeah, 37 race cars there to get in. Uh, pretty tough deal, uh, especially when the competition is as tight as it is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the guy pitted next to us drove in from Ottawa, but uh, he was doing the two day show, so he was running at Maryville last night. Right, right, right. So uh, things have been going pretty good for you so far this year. That wasn't race one for you last night. You've been running a bit uh, with, with success. How's things been going? Uh, good, good. Um, we've we've been on the podium every week except for one. And, uh, yeah, I think we have the points lead. Um, I'm not really running for points because I'm going to miss a couple events later this summer. But, uh, no, we've been uh, solid, consistent. Team's giving me a good car as they always have. And, uh, yeah, I've just been taking my time, picking my way through the field, trying to keep my nose clean. Well, yeah. you're doing that. Uh, like Friday night, man, we've seen some huge, huge wrecks. I don't know whether you caught them or not, uh, but I'll tell you, that Karan car, uh, I've never seen the front end of the sprint car get knocked off, but that was scary looking. And then Dusty DeBoer, uh, I, my heart was in my mouth because he hit so hard and the car just pirouetted and stopped. And, and anything that I've learned over 30 years in this business, when you see a race car that flips and flies and it's, you know, doing its thing, the driver inside's just basically going for the ride. He's not getting hurt. It's when the car hits something and stops, that's when you got potential for, you know, r- r- somebody getting hurt or even worse. And when I seen Dusty hit, I went, oh, my God, I hope he's all right. And luckily he was. Yeah, I know there have been some big wrecks. I saw, I don't know what happened in the late model race, but I just know on the warm-up track we were waiting a long time. And they had a red flag, which usually means there's a upside-down late model. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what it is, what it was in the air that night, but there was a lot of moisture, and the track almost got a bit faster as the night went on. So maybe that led to more of the aggressive and faster pace of the of the features. Um, yeah, Dale Curran's wreck was bad. Uh, when I stopped under red, I was looking right at him. And uh, you saw the front of the car hanging off. And it's never good to see, never want any of your buddies to, you know, Jesse Costa won the feature and then got destroyed the next week. And Dale won the feature and got destroyed the next week. And I won the feature and I'm off next week going <laughs> to a wedding. But yeah, it's never good to see. But everyone's safety equipment looked like they did their job. Yeah, it did. It did. And that was really good to see. And uh, got to put it out to the Asweekin fire crew, too. Like, those safety guys, they're right, like, bang on the money. They were right there. And luckily, they were right there. Uh, that that crank car uh, started on fire when they got it righted. Uh, and that's scary stuff. You never want to see a fire. But uh, good on the Asweekin guys. They were, like, right on top of it. It started. They put it out just like it, just like it was blown out a birthday candle. Nothing to it. Yeah, yeah, best safety crew in the game, and they they know how the they know how the motors work. They know that oil is going to come out the breather, and it's going to spill onto the headers. You're going to get this little fire. It could go out quickly, just a little oil fire, but they're always there and ready. And yeah, crew in the game, pretty amazing. I can tell you that, uh, Mac. When we take a look at the crate sprints uh, and the action tour, now you're not going to go for points because you got to step out. Uh, but you are going to go for wins each and every time. What tracks are you going to hit? Are you going to stay close to home? Or are you going to tour around? What's the plan? I really have no idea. Uh, whatever Bar Motorsports wants to do. Uh, maybe we'll probably organize a trip to Brighton later in the year. 
um, probably hit a couple more races. Um, our plans just last weekend, but I mean, after we won on Friday, I texted them Saturday morning and said, like, I, you know, I won't go to the cottage if you guys want to race Maryville tonight. Like, they said, enjoy the rest of the weekend, but I don't know. I think we'll just, you know, play it as we go and and hit some races here or there. Mac, I got to meet you uh, years ago, and w- when you drove in the Lucas Oil Canada Midgets back then, they're the uh, quick, quick fire starter Canada Midgets today. Ever get the urge to jump back into a midget? Uh, I haven't seen your name in the results there, so do you ever get the urge to jump back in one of them babies? Yeah, I do, definitely. Uh, Ryan Frazier, I saw jumping back in one at Flamborough Saturday night. Uh, Jeff Blackburn actually texted me Saturday morning and said, you know, how did we can go last night, and uh, do you want to drive the car tonight? So I think the only car that I'd really drive would be my old one, just because I don't really want to show up and drive something else. I know my car. Right. Um, but I also, uh, I like the dirt life. Like, I like showing up at 6 p.m. and going home at 11. I don't like yeah. being at Flamborough on an APC Saturday from 11 a.m. until midnight. You know, it's... Yeah. I like the racing, but... It's a long day. Yeah, like you, you don't like to hurry up and wait, right? Yeah, exactly. I like the dirt racing. It's quick. It's fast. Yeah, it's style. There is a natural progression, at least it appears that way, to go from a can midget, which is a very small sprint car that's very, very fast, on asphalt. Uh, it seems like a natural progression to go over and get into a sprint car. Seeing Keith Dempster do it, you, uh, there's been a whole list of guys that have taken that route. Is it a route, or am I just uh, just just lucky enough to see you guys go from that to that? No, it's totally the route. Um, I think like the the TQ guys like the speed, uh, working on the cars, the spindles, the steering arms, the rear end, just everything sort of transfers. Um, yeah, it's just it's definitely a good stepping stone, especially once they came out with the crate class. You saw a bunch of teams pop up, and then uh, a bunch of guys followed me over. And yeah, since then, the the class has just really taken off. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's a it's a great class, and it's definitely a stepping stone for Tiki Midgets and many other classes. You see lots of mini stock guys. Everyone, it's a feeder class for pretty much anyone that wants to go dirt racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's awesome to see. And you, you guys usually step in and get results, like, uh, if not right away, in real short order. Mac, uh, you, you look at Friday night racing at us weekend. It's a big track. It's fast. Lots of competition. Uh, what does it do when you win a feature like this, like you did on Friday night, uh, albeit a series race? Does that affect your starting position for next Friday night or the next time you guys are in? I know you're going to a wedding, but the next time you're in, uh, does it affect your starting position when you win? No, there's no handicapping at us weekend. You just, uh, computer draws a random number for you every week. Uh, you get passing points in the heats. So, yeah, uh, unlike the TQ midgets where if you're leading the points, it's based on your last three weeks. So uh, I'd be starting 10th or, you know, the most handicapped car in the feature quite often, which is good that we're, you know, we're there to put on a show, right? We're a traveling club. And that's what we're there to do. So it's a little different out of weekend when you're running for points and you're running weekly and you're not a traveling series. But uh, either way, both have their advantages. You start 24th. Let's just put you back there for a moment. Is it conceivable you're going to get to the front? If so, how many laps does it take you to do it? Or is that really, really a tough, tough order to do? 
it's really hard in the crates because the, the motors are so equal, right? Um, I started 19th the other week and we got to the third, but uh, it's tough. Like Dale Curran started, I think, 24th or 23rd last night. And when you're back there with everybody, it's tough going. You can't just pick guys off super quick. Like everyone's pretty equal out there with the motor, crate motor. And uh, yeah, you get yourself caught up real quick. Fine. Back in the pack. Final question for you tonight. Uh, been watching this weekend. Try to each and every Friday night. If I can't be there, I want to watch it. And you can watch on GeForce all live. Uh, definitely, fans, you want to make it to the speedway. But if you can't, you can count on uh, GeForce. And I'll tell you what, if you're not a dirt fan and you're an asphalt fan, uh, you got to check it out because I'll tell you what, you're going to be a fan. Oh, I can see Matt up. Matt, you're going to have to go away and come back in five minutes. <laughs> I still got Mac Demand with me. So you're going to have to step out, and i got to get Mac back up here. There you go, buddy. Uh, but if you're not an Asphalt fan, uh, or, or you are an Asphalt fan and you haven't been a Dirt fan, you got to check out the live broadcast that they do on GeForce at us weekend each and every Friday night. Uh, I've been watching, Mac, and the track uh, at the beginning of the year was in tough shape. I don't mean it was, you know, not maintained or anything like that. Of course, the guys are professional and they know how to prepare the racetrack. But the groundwater in the spring is like right there in us weekend. Uh, and there's nothing you can do. You can't pump it away. It's like emptying the ocean. You can't do it. Uh, yeah. But they uh, they did constantly work on the track each and every week. And let's face it, it was atrocious that first week. There was a lot of cars that if you got down into that ditch, say goodnight, you were done. You were going to flip, fly, and do whatever. How was it on Friday night? It looked better, was it? Yeah, it seems like it'd be like this every year. Uh, every year, the first three to four weeks, it just it gets better and better and better and better. And then by the time we get to the Nationals or any midsummer show, you guys see it's a nice, hard, slick surface, four wide. Uh, I, I got all the faith in them of getting it right. It just takes a few weeks, and we're getting there. The track was definitely – it gets better every week. The holes get smaller and the ruts get smaller, and uh, I had no complaints on Friday night. Well, I love going. I can tell you that. I've never been to a dirt track wearing a white shirt and uh, still white at the end of the night, and I was sitting on the backstretch watching. Uh, that's what it's like at this weekend, but uh, – Mac, it was great watching Friday night. Uh, you put on a good show. You and the cast of characters you were in there with. And I uh, look forward to seeing you on the racetrack again. And uh, congratulations on the win, man. Thanks again, Joe. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. <laughs> Haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on. And uh, enjoy the rest of your show. Sponsorship on that four. Who you got, bud, before I cut you loose here? Uh, Leech Performance Engines. And uh, Bar Motorsports, just appreciate them for giving me a ride this year. Ah, Gary, doing the job, getting that motor tuned in. Good job, Gary. Yep, all good. <laughs> you betcha. Thanks so much, Mac. That's Mac DeMann, uh, driver of the number four crate sprint at a weekend speedway. Uh, in the action sprint to a man, what a race. Uh, he did a great job in it. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, I have got the driver of the number 12, Matthew Shirley, out at uh, Saskatoon. He's at Sutherland Automotive Speedway. We're going to talk to him about his race program. We're going to talk to him about the Speedway. And we're going to do all of that when we come back. It's only going to take a minute. We'll be back with you all live tonight on Race Time Radio. Hey, this is Kurt Busch, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. 
from coast to coast, 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 to coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Did you know you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just, just a tap, tap away. Yeah. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. And it is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. The Riverside 250 started back in 1977 at Riverside International Speedway. The 250 has continued for all but a couple of years since. In 2007, the 250 was titled the IWK 250 and has been Canada's crown jewel event to win every year. The tradition continues this July 15th weekend. With the IWK 250 tailgate party on Thursday night, then Friday night, it's the Auto World Sportsman Series, Henry's Auto Pro 100. And then on Saturday, it's the IWK 250 featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour and teams from across Canada and the U.S. For tickets and camping info, get to riversidespeedway.ca and join us live. At Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250, presented by Steve Lewis. What is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddy will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at Indy. Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. It's all. Joey Logano will set his sights on a championship. Two times, baby. Things. He shoved him up the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here there and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward you stop by a napa auto parts store you can count on napa know-how tonight's race time radio is brought to you by napa auto parts stores new glasgow andy ganesh and port hawksbury nova scotia you can count on napa know-how bp race fuels the worldwide leader in race fuel technology from the high banks of Daytona. Cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, gal. Woo, shake and bake. Here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks in our brand new time slot from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, genuinely appreciate everybody cranking it on here tonight. And it isn't the Joes. You may have noticed I've been getting messages. Where's Junior? Where's Junior? Well, he's on his way back from Quebec. Of course, spotted for Andrew Ranger yesterday in the NASCAR Pinty Series. Got to put it out to Mark Antoine Cameron, uh, the winner, the 96 car. We invited Mark. 
Didn't hear back from him. Uh, busy guy. Uh, but congratulations to the 96 car. Not so much congratulations to the 27 of Andrew Ranger. They burned up a rear end, I believe. Uh, same thing happened to the zero car of Glenn Stars. Had a great run going. Uh, but uh, consequently, fell out of the race, those guys. Uh, uh, one other quick note with the NASCAR Pinty Series. How about that trait Lapsovich? Man, got the pull again and uh, almost won himself another race. Kids on fire. Watch for him. Uh, great racing in the NASCAR Pinty Series. Uh, we'll get some more coverage for you as time moves on. But what do you say we get to the Zoom line? And let's go all the way out to Saskatoon, shall we? And let's welcome in Matthew Shirley, driver of that number 12 super late model, a dynamite driver, good competitor, and a name Shirley. You go, everybody remembers it, especially around Delaware Speedway. What's going on there, Matthew? What's happening? How you doing? Hey, Joe. How's it going? Good, 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 good. So you guys got out of the box at uh, Sutherland Automotive Speedway. A little wet at the beginning. Has it straightened out? I guess last night would have been peachy. Oh, yeah. No, it's the weather here has been, it's been actually, we had a lot of smoke. I mean, there's been a lot of fires in the north there. And it's, I feel like we're the same situation as Penticton right now. We just can't catch a break with the rain. But actually, last night was the first night that they had just clear sunny skies for some racing. So, we didn't get a chance to hit the track yesterday. We went the, the week before on June 3rd, and it was it was really good. We had 11 uh, competitive pro lates there, and it was we got the rain out on Saturday, which was like a monsoon. It was we had the drivers meeting where they're like, "Hey, if we get one more thing of rain, we're going to be done." And it was they were predicting 15 to 20 mils the day before, and it was sunny the entire day, <laughs> and we got smashed with rain. <laughs> it was people were taking cover in the the trailers and everything. It was. It was pretty wild, but it was a it was a very sporty event. Uh, there was, I think, there was it was plus thirty six with the humidity too, on that day, and we ended up finishing fourth in the race. Veteran uh, Jimmy Gaunt took home another checkered flag, the son of a gun. <laughs> and it's it was if it was a sign for the fans of what's going to happen for our two hundred, it's it's going to be exciting. We had guys that were wheeling the cars, Tyler Eamon, Hayden Hugavine, they were tapping the walls, wheeling it for all they had. And yeah, we got some newcomers out there too. Chantal Kalika from the Pinty series. Nice. She made her debut out there and she did just fantastic. So it's going to be good. Yeah. 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 And that's what you want, right? And you're going to have those uh, crusty old veterans like Trent Seidel popping back in yeah. when you hit the 200. And uh, probably you'll see him in the 150 because that's still to come up, right? Yes. That's coming up just next weekend. Yeah. June 17th, Lakeview Insurance uh, 150. We'll be back. Uh, it'll be a very good. Uh, teaser for what's going to come with 200 we'll have Trent Seidel back out I know there's AJ Morrison uh, Kevin Dick who is a multi-time champion at the race so he's coming back there's going to be uh, some very there's going to be some good competitors out there and I'm sure we'll get uh, spoiled with a couple other ones maybe hopefully I haven't talked with Kelly Admiral but I would hope he would be out for that one too oh I wouldn't doubt it when there's big uh, a big race on the line usually that's when you get that Admiral guy come out and uh, so many uh, real good West Coast competitors uh, uh, yeah. jump in, and that's what you all like to see. Uh, things going good at the Speedway now. Uh, Richard and uh, Andrew, all those guys. No, there is no quit in you guys. I got to say, I was there last year doing the RS1 Cup race, uh, mm -hmm. and sure enough, we had rain, and then it dried, and then it rained again, and then it dried. And I thought, oh, boy, any minute now the track's going to say, okay, monkeys, that's enough. Uh, but there was none of that. You guys uh, honestly give it your all. 
And we got the whole night in. It was pretty spectacular. And that says a lot about uh, you guys as an organization and not really as a track owner because everybody owns the Speedway at that place. Yeah, and being a volunteer-run organization, Joe, it's uh, it can be it's it's very taxing on some individuals, but it takes those people, like you said, to put to put in the hours in, hours out. Richard's been there; he's been a staple for many years, and Andy, who's been the president for the last few years, and the, the ghost of the presidents before them, the Redicops, Trent Seidel himself was a president. My dad was a president. Like it's, and you guys got you got guys like Rick Elliott, who's the flagman out there for decades out there flagging those races and having new guys up there now. And it's, it's really cool to see how many people come out and help. And it's, it's, it can be very be taxing on volunteers that to a point where they get frustrated, but it's, it's kind of the next, next person up mentality then after that. Right. And it's hopefully you don't want them to get all taxed to the point where they need to take a step back. Right. Ideally you want supporting. And there's so many people in the background now, Jimmy Gaunt's up there putting up signs, helping out with the score clock. You don't even see him out there until he's taking the checkered flag on race day, but then he's he's in the background doing stuff too. Pretty amazing. Uh, everybody pulling on the rope in the same direction. That's what yeah. you kind of need. Uh, Matthew, how is the number 12? Like you say, you got a night in. Uh, you got some big races coming up. What needs attention with that number 12? You got a list that you need to do, or is it a very small list? Yeah, we got a list, actually. The, the plus 36 day was and we were we've been very blessed in my career with not having we had a year of carburetor stumbles and chasing that and as a from you guys in the racing community you know when you have that kind of little gremlin back there it can totally just you know ruin it ruin a season and so we've had that in our past and then other than that we've been a very i've been very proud and very blessed to have a very stable sound car and what happened on the last race day actually with five laps to go joe i had my first situation of uh, brakes boiling over oh. like boiling so then they start going to the floor so it's like okay so we're sitting fourth place you know we restart with five to go it's like just tell the guys in the back behind me just stay wary i'm not gonna be able to put it in as deep as i want to but i was like we'd still be able to finish the race so okay we're fine and then the engine shut off i had some sort of situation with the fuel cell vapor locked pressurized it was a situation that it stumbled it died twice got it fired up i was on the outside couldn't bring it into the pits we survived the race. <laughs> and we also found that we had a shock. Now that's been starting to leak on us a bit. So fourth place finish for us was uh, it was a win. So we got some, a little bit of maintenance to do on the car, but the car was fast. When we were chasing down, when we got into clean air finally, because we always do the thing, start uh, fast cars to the back. Uh, when we got some clean air, we were about a tenth quicker hunt, hunting down the leader. So it was cars good. I mean, handling wise, it felt great. We just needed to be able to go 150 laps now so we'll see yeah well and nice to know those things now right matt you want to know yes. those gremlins yeah. you don't want to find those out in practice the day of the 150 or <laughs> god help you the bridge city 200 and you have something stupid going on uh when, when you know you could have learned that kind of information but timing's got to be good uh you know to get those things sort of figured out and moved down Yes, 100%. And, you know, after that race, I was so frustrated coming out of that car. It was hot. You're sweaty. You're frustrated. So the lines weren't going with you in the race. You had mechanical issues. And then it's like you sit back, you wake up the next morning. It's like, it could have been a lot worse. And now we get to, like you said, you get to go in the shop. You get to figure out the fuel cell issue and then the brake issue. And you're going to, we're going to be back better than ever for the 150 so we're really looking forward to that yeah uh, typical surely get upset no 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 no. i'm not upset i'm good uh, we'll get this thing figured <laughs> out that's how champions are made 
Matthew, uh, you, my friend, uh, were in the NASCAR Pinty Series last year when the series uh, loops through Saskatoon. It's going to do the same thing again this year. The NASCAR Pinty Series is always a great race in Saskatoon. They come out of Edmonton on their way back to uh, Ontario or this part of the country, and they have to make the stop there. They always do a dynamite job. Fans get up for it. That's packed up. Uh, you were in it last year, and you did a one a whale of a job. Is the plan going to be something similar this year? Are you going to jump in? Yeah, Joe. I'll give you. I'll give you the the breaking news. Actually, it is provincial vodka. They've come back on board with a new product. Actually, do you mind if I show it? No. This new uh, is that straight or do I have to do it that no, way? No, no. It's a new that- new brand called uh, Crush It. It's a it's a hard iced tea, and it's only available in Saskatchewan right now. But that being said, it's one of the best products. Honestly, I've had a couple of them. They're very refreshing. And they're going to be on board with us again to help promo their new product. And we're going to be back for the the, the Leland Twin 125s. Oh, you got to love that. Now, what car number? Is it going to be the Crush in a 12 or what's it going to be? <laughs> no, it'll be the, it'll be the Crush at uh, number 28. And we're, uh, we're still working out the final details there. But that'll be another car prepared by uh, DJ Cunnington. So that'll be... That'll be stellar. It was a great program. It was awesome working with them last year on that. And we're looking forward to doing it again this year. Get another crack at it. That's yeah. the one thing. You get the taste of it. And you want to be able to see what you can do in round two. So, Buddy, if anybody can do it, I know it's you. And to know that Speedway, I know it's a different car. Uh, now that mm-hmm. you've got a little bit of experience in it, though, that's even going to make you more dangerous. But to know that Speedway, the nuances and the character that that Speedway comes uh, I can remember Dave in our broadcast out there. He said, Joe, you got to remember when the rubber goes down on this racetrack, that outside line comes in. Not yes. a lot of guys would know that, right? Uh, and, and for you, knowing the speedway, hey, you got a good chance. Uh, I got to say, in a DJK car, I like your chances. Well, I think we, we had some more on the table, too. That from we, we finished 11th and 14th. And in that second race, I felt more comfortable with it. And we just we just had a long green flag run, and we were working our way through the field, had some great battles with some competitors. And, yeah, I felt like we could have maybe had a top 10 in there. So I'll be curious. I'm really excited to see what we can uh, pull together for this year. And the crew is excited for it, too. I know it's uh, it's a really good opportunity. So, again, got to thank it to Provincial Vodka, crush it specifically. It's going to be a good-looking car. I know we, we went to pretty far in the, uh, that stickers and scuff uh podcast they did a thing with uh the best looking car we went there right to the end with dj kennington and it was oh monroe and as soon as i saw we were up against monroe i was like man they got a they got a following so it was and we had a great battle with uh, brian mcfarland i see that he's been out there more too which is great great for their program that way so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a busy July. <laughs> oh, man. that You just made it more exciting, Matthew. You really did. This is uh, giving us something more to look forward to. Now, uh, it's going to be kind of cool. Uh, look for uh, look forward to seeing the renderings. And maybe as we get a little closer to the actual date, we can get you back on the show and uh, maybe preview it. Yes. And, I mean, with the 200 coming up, too, I know that's a, that's a, that's a big marquee event. They did have... Uh, uh, I've seen there's been some more BC guys registering. I can't give out names yet because I know they're going to want to announce that. But it's it's coming along very nicely. That's going to be a it's going to be a marquee event there in August. 
Yeah, can't wait, can't wait. Uh, sure hope uh, we get an opportunity to be part of it, but time will tell. Uh, it's got to be uh, in the right place, and uh, look forward to it. Ma- Matthew, this has been great catching up with you. I'm glad we uh, gave you a little squeeze there and got that info out. That That's super yeah. stuff. Well, I know what you guys, I want to give you guys a, like that, to break that news. We're going to now announce it on social media, but I really appreciate what you guys do uh, for the racing community, for myself too, to be able, because the country's so vast, right? For us to be able to really put our, our face and our brand across it nationally, it's, uh, I tip my hat to you guys, so thank you. Well, thank you, and you guys do a dynamite job out there. Anybody that's uh, going to take a Western Canada holiday is going to be going right by there, and I'm telling them they got to stop at Saskatoon and get out to Sutherland Automotive Speedway and take a night of racing in. Uh, I don't care what night it is, the program, uh, there's no such thing as a regular night at uh, yeah. <laughs> Sutherland Automotive Speedway. You guys do it up right. Matthew, this has been great catching up with you, man. Uh, you, you take it easy. Say hi to Richard. Say hi to your dad. Say hi to everybody for us out there. And I know we'll look forward to catching up with all of you again real soon. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Thanks again. You betcha. Matthew Shirley, driver of the number 12 in Saskatoon at that uh, big, beautiful speedway. Uh, you get a chance. you got to stop out there. It's a beautiful speedway. Fast. Real, real fast. The NASCAR Penny Series loves going there. Uh, Andrew Ranger really likes it. He's got a couple of wins at that speedway. And I think back in the memory bank and uh, got, got to know a guy like Scott Steckley. He used to just feed on that speedway and absolutely love it. DJ Kennington, another one. Uh, he had like a seven-win seven season going the one year. And uh, I know one of those wins came right through Saskatoon. He absolutely loves it as well. But uh, it's going to be a great season. Uh, stop in. Check them out. You can do that on social media. And keep your eye on that uh, crush it. Uh, number 12, he's going to be awesome. Well, it'll be the 28th that night. But uh, I digress. We're going to hit this quick break. When we come back, J.F. Lange is going to join us. We'll talk super modified, sprint car, uh, and all the above when we come back. Stay with us all live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167. Oui, bonjour, Bruno Gaillette, Gazman, la voiture numéro 27. Vous écoutez Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families people you might call neighbors will be here there and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward you stop by a napa auto parts store you can count on napa know-how 
Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! Gain access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. They're side by side for the win. Woo! It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. The Riverside 250 started back in 1977 at Riverside International Speedway. The 250 has continued for all but a couple of years since. In 2007, the 250 was titled the IWK 250 and has been Canada's crown jewel event to win every year. The tradition continues this July 15th weekend. With the IWK 250 tailgate party on Thursday night, then Friday night, it's the Auto World Sportsman Series, Henry's Auto Pro 100. And then on Saturday, it's the IWK 250 featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour and teams from across Canada and the U.S. For tickets and camping info, get to riversidespeedway.ca and join us live. At Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250, presented by Steve Lewis. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenous Nova Scotia. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. We are Race Time Radio. And now, and welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio All Live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada. Talk hello to absolutely everybody tuned in on Rev TV Canada. If you just tuned in, got to let you know, uh, this is our new time slot on Sirius XM from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern every Sunday night right here on Sirius XM. And... On Rev TV, you could be tuned in Monday night from 4 to 6 p.m. tonight. But starting next week, it is going to move. Race Time Radio is going to move to Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. So there is a little time shift there as well. I wanted to let you know about that. Uh, and I want to also let you know, if you've got a guest uh, that you would like to see on Race Time Radio. Somebody driving a race car. Maybe they're up in Yellowknife at the dirt track up there, uh, and they've been running forever. Or they're good friends, and they you think they should need a little bit of national airtime to talk about the sport we all love? Get a hold of me. Get a hold of me. Get them to get a hold of me, and it's simple to do. Joe at RacetimeRadio.com. Joe at RacetimeRadio.com is my email address. And uh, uh, look, we talk about short track racing. Yes, we're results-based. We try and get you the up-to-date information with uh, the largest racing series in Canada uh, from coast to coast. We try and do that for you each and every week. But there is a lot of special interest stories as well. Uh, There's a lot of, uh, you know, different competitors from across the country that don't get the recognition that they really should. Uh, You know, Edmonton International Raceway just got under the green flag. I believe last week was their opening week. Uh, We haven't had anybody from there yet. Agassiz Speedway in B.C. Uh, Saratoga, we did talk to Pat, oh, a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago. 
but we haven't had any of the competitors on yet that have actually gone out, won themselves a race, and we got to get them on the show. We're going to do that. Uh, you know, uh, we look all the way out to Newfoundland and Eastbound International Speedway out in Avondale, Newfoundland. Uh, of course, they're going to ask our Pindies race all coming up, but they do run a program. They get a drag strip and an oval track, a beautiful facility that Patty Squires out there, the track owner, has uh, built for everybody in the province of Newfoundland to come out and watch. They run NASCAR Weekly. Um, now, they don't run every week on the oval track. It goes one week for drag racing. The next week is the oval track, and they volley back and forth throughout the course of the summer, and they go all the way into September. Um, so you can get entertained with a, a, a drag race, and they have NHRA uh, sanctioning out there for that. They're part of the NASCAR Weekly program. Uh, With the oval track stuff, they run uh, sportsmen and uh, hobby stock, two great classes, along with legends and bandoleros. Uh, So they they do a great job. Uh, A lot of the young kids that started out in a bandolero or, uh, you, you know, moved up into a legend car. And then we start seeing them in a sportsman car. Before you know it. They're turned around and they're, you know, looking at the pro stock tour over on the mainland and they want to uh, move up. And uh, yet not everybody does, but there are select numbers of uh, drivers that want to progress through their career. And, you know, if you want to make it one day to the big leagues in NASCAR uh, and do something like Grant Enfinger today, uh, you've heard Grant, if you follow Race Time Radio, you know Grant Enfinger is a real good friend of Race Time Radio. He is a truck driver down in the U.S. in NASCAR, um, drives for GMFs. Uh, he's won two races uh, pretty well back-to-back. We haven't had him back on the show. I was going to get him on tonight. But look at this. He's making his first cup start, uh, filling in for Noah Gregson that uh, got injured uh, there last week. So uh, we'll we'll get Grand Enfinger back on this show, and we'll talk to him about the wins and what it was like to make his first cup start. I believe they're at Sonoma today, uh, and Grand Enfinger will do a great job. But uh, if you want to make it to that level, uh, you got to start at your local track, and you got to cut your teeth there and work your way up through. And uh, sometimes very, very fast progression to make it from those, uh, you know, from your local short track up into the big leagues. It takes a lot of money. It takes a ton of talent, and it takes a lot of commitment. And uh, I, I've known many guys that have tried to do that very thing, and they get up, you know, up into that NASCAR Xfinity level. And uh, to, to, to make that one last step up into Cup, it costs a huge amount of money. Uh, and you either have to do it with sponsorship or you have to do it uh, with, uh, with homegrown money or, you know, uh, family money. And it's possible. It really is. And one day we are going to have a Canadian driver in the cup series that's going to do incredibly well uh, and it's going to be something that the whole country can be proud of just like you know when we watch basketball and we see the raptors uh the raptors aren't just a toronto team they're a canadian that, that that's our canada team uh, and you know we look at the blue jays same way uh you know, the blue jays are a toronto team but uh when it comes down to it they got support right across this country and i know the same will be true for a racer, we just got to get someone in the position and we got to be able to fund them to get them into the position. Because I'll tell you, this country is loaded with racing talent. 
from top to bottom. Uh, we just need the opportunity, and when we get the opportunity, we have to be able to fund that driver. Look at Alex Labbe. Uh, he drives the number uh, 90, I think, this year. Uh, used to be in the 36 for DGM. Um, done an amazing job. Uh, he has ran full-time in NASCAR Xfinity, uh, and he does have corporate support at a Quebec for a race here and a race there. We need some solid funding for a guy like that and get him the opportunity. Mario Goslin does an amazing job with DGM, just an amazing job. Um, he's got three cars, uh, and, and they have come so, so far. Uh, not to slight them, but to make it to the next level, you want to take DGM from, you know, the, the top 10, and you want to put them into the winner's circle? Well, you can do that, but it costs a lot of coin. Uh, research and development on the race car, uh, they've got testing, they've got all kinds of things uh, that, you know, the money comes into play. When you're at that part of this sport, uh, it is about dollars and cents. It does have a lot to do with talent. Uh, you can have all the money in the world, but uh, if you can't fly that plane then uh, you, you can have all the money in the world, and it's not going to do you any good. So you've got to have the talent, but you also have to have the funding. And I guess what I'm getting at here is we have a ton of talent in this country, and uh, let's highlight it. Um, uh, we try and do our best to highlight each and every week on Race Time all season long. Uh, we're not just uh, you know operating under race conditions. Race Time Radio is available 50 weeks out of a 52-week year. Uh, we're on the air each and every week. Yeah, things in the off-season get a little bit skinny at times uh, for, you know, content to cover. But we've never been stumped yet on having nothing to talk about. Uh, there is tons to talk about, and there is a ton that we are so proud of in this country. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully you enjoy it and tell your friends. The bigger the audience gets, the better everything can be. But uh want to go through some results. Uh, haven't seen J.F. Lundy come up on this hotline yet. Uh, but when he does, we'll bring J.F. straight on. Uh, of course, owner of J.F. Custom out in uh, uh, B.C. Uh, does a great job. Uh, and he loves racing. Uh, he does different disciplines of racing and uh, we plan on talking to JF about that. Of course, we all know him from uh, Rust uh, Brothers, uh, the the uh, uh, Rust Valley Restorers. Uh, we see it on the History Channel. I can't wait for the new season to come out. I am totally glued to that show, watching Mike Hull and Avery and uh, Connor and just the whole thing. I love watching the program. Um, and JF, of course, uh, is part of that program uh, with JF Customs. Uh, he is that perfectionist. He's the guy that... Uh, has won a Riddler Award, uh, but what we like talking about is racing and the racing end of it, uh, and that's what we're hoping to do tonight with JF. Uh, but talking about the results, we've got to put it out to um, uh, Corey Widow. He drives the number 55 in the uh, Quick Quick Firestarter Cannon Midgets. Uh, they were at Flamborough Speedway as well on Saturday night, and it was the 55 car of uh, Corey Whittem going to victory lane. So uh, congratulations to you, Corey. Uh, Austin McDonald, uh, he is from Canada's East Coast. Uh, Big Two County, I do believe, is where he calls home. Uh, but Austin is one of our only Canadian guys in the 13 King race machine that is competing in the Cars Tour down south. Um, and he did a great job. Uh, they were at Dillon Speedway on the weekend, 
and uh, Austin McDonald come away with a sixth-place finish. So he's getting closer. Uh, he's going to pop a win one of these nights. You've got to know that the uh, competitors he's running against are probably some of the best short-track uh, super late-model drivers uh, in the United States. Uh, and Austin's down there. He's picking away at it, and he's doing better each and every week. So got to congratulate Austin on that. Uh, he come away with a sixth-place finish. Uh, good on him. SOS, the Southern Ontario uh, Sprints, uh, they did go green uh, for race number two. The 47 car of Dylan Westbrook went to victory lane. So we got to congratulate Dylan Westbrook on that. Uh, he did it at Southern, uh, pardon me, uh, yeah, Southern Ontario Speedway is where he got that win. Um, oh, I want to talk to you, too, about, um, uh, of course, there's a fire ban on right now. I noticed it on one of the Speedway websites. Welcome, race fans, but please, no fires. We have a fire ban on. Uh, it is kind of dry, probably right across the country, but it isn't going to stay this way uh, where, you know, you can't have a campfire. It's all part of the game, right? Uh, but when you do, you want to do it safely. And I'm just going to give you a couple of pointers here. It's an old guy that loves sitting by the fire. Uh, I, I've done it for years. And uh, a couple of years ago, I discovered Quick Quick Fire Starters. Now, I know we're sponsored by Quick Quick, uh, but I got to let you know right now, I'm telling you this uh, from, a, uh, from an experience standpoint and not a commercial. Uh, it just so happens that their product is the best. Uh, and it's the safest for lighting a fire. Um, and I won't spend too long on this, but when you light a campfire and you're using paper, uh, you light that paper up, and, yeah, it starts your kindling, and away it goes. But all those little pieces go flying in the air. When things are real dry like they are now, it doesn't take much, and you've got yourself a forest fire, or you're burning down your neighbor's uh, place, or your own house, or what have you. Uh, and it all comes from, you know, how you lit the fire and you're using paper. So just a couple things to remember. When you're using a quick, quick fire starter, you light that. There's nothing else other than the flame that's going to help ignite the wood. Um, you don't have to worry about those little bits and pieces flying in the air and potentially starting a huge fire uh, that you didn't intend to light. Um, so using a quick, quick fire starter makes a lot of sense there. Also remember that if you use hardwood versus a softwood, uh, hardwood, uh, it doesn't crack and bang and those hot embers go flying everywhere. And, you know, one can pop out of the fire pit over there, lay the fire, and uh, you don't even know it um, until it's too late. So uh, make sure you're using hardwood. Make sure you use a quick, quick fire starter. The wind, make sure there's no wind. If there is, don't light the fire. And don't forget to drown your fire after you're done every night. Uh, lots of people just sort of leave it, head for the camper, and uh, hit the hay. Um, and the wind comes up overnight, which is kind of uh, out of the ordinary. Normally it doesn't do that, but it does every now and then. And you never know, right? You go to bed and the wind picks up. Uh, you wake up in a fireball. And nobody wants to do that. We've had enough with forest fires and accidental stuff. And I'm not saying that's what started those fires. But potentially it could be. Um, so use a quick, quick fire starter. It's the safest way to light your fire, and it's guaranteed to work each and every time. I wanted to slide that in tonight. Um, also, Super Late Model Series out on Canada's East Coast. They're heading for PEI uh, for round number two. It's going to be Oyster Bed Speedway. 
they're going to have a great car count. you got to know that it is going to be off the hook. So if you're out near PEI, uh, get to Oyster Bed Speedway. Uh, you won't be disappointed. The APC Series is heading for Peterborough Speedway. Uh, not only the APC uh, late model guys, they're going to do 100 laps, but it's also race number one for the Quick Quick Firestar Superstocks. So uh, if you didn't catch that series last year, trust me, you want to catch it. It is off the hook. Uh, great bunch of competitors. I can't wait to see what rolls out because it will be race number one for those guys at Peterborough Speedway. And our intention is to get both the winner of the APC race and the winner of the Quick Quick Superstocks uh, getting on both those winners next week here on the program. Uh, we sure hope to do that. Flamborough Speedway, it's the Don Biederman Memorial, 75 lap at Peterborough or at uh, Flamborough Speedway. I believe it is night number one for those guys. Uh, for uh, the Super Late Models, the Ontario Super Late Models. So, uh, and it will be the Don Biederman Memorial. Uh, it'll be a great race. So check that one out at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, you can get to all your local racetrack schedules online. Um, if uh, you're not sure about racetracks in your area, feel free to contact us here at Race Time Radio, and we'll do our best to get you set up with the speedway that is in your local area. It's great family entertainment. You take the whole family, and you'll have a blast coast to coast. And we have uh, some beautiful speedways here in Canada, a uh, lot to be proud of, and uh, some great entertainment that won't break the bank. You'll be able to go, have a good night, uh, right coast to coast. And uh, you do it once, uh, I believe you'll be hooked, something like I was some 35 years ago. Uh, on, you know, going to short tracks. I absolutely loved it, uh, and I still do today. Um, what else do I got for you here? Uh, we haven't seen. Hey, I think maybe we got something here. Is this you, JF? Are you hanging out here? I'm just listening. Oh, there you are, man. I've been uh, waiting for you to pop up here. I just looked over at the monitor and happened to notice we got a couple minutes left, but uh, congratulations on the uh, on the trophy dash win. Uh, good for you. You got the super out. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be working good. Finally, that's well, finally. I think I've done less than seventy five laps in an open wheeled car, but we're figuring it out. Now Friday, you got a little bit of test time in. I take a, I was taking a look at some of the lap times, and man, those cars are. You guys are down around the twelve second mark, thirteen seconds. Uh, if uh, if I was reading the chart right, that's wicked quick around Penticton. I think it's really fast around Penticton too. From years ago when we raced street stocks, that's a couple a couple seconds a lap faster than the street stock. I think. Incredible. So how was it? Uh, you, did you get a chance to uh, get out there and, uh, I don't know, shake the rust off, if you will? Uh, obviously, things went well in the trophy dash. How did they go on the feature for you? Yeah, the, I was second place in the B main, and we had a big field of cars. I think we had 36 cars in the Can-Am series. So that's a, I think that's a huge turnout for them. Oh, man. Pretty, that... pretty fun stuff. That is. Uh, what else you got on your schedule to do? I know, uh, JF, you run different series and different things. Uh, what else you got on your schedule? Uh, we're racing, road racing in uh, Oliver at Area 27 next weekend. We've got cars in a car called, in a class called GT 27. 
and then cars in the class GT54. So we're taking our whole race team. We'll have oh, myself and I think four or five clients, depending on who shows up. Awesome. We run a lot, run two cars that weekend. So we manage about eight, nine cars during that weekend. <laughs> wow. Man, you got your foot to the floor. Uh, JF, we are right up alongside it. I got to throw it back to Sirius XM. But uh, what do you say we hook up again next week and we'll get you on here for the full tilt? Yeah, that sounds good. You'll just have to help me a little bit with the logistics of it because I'm poor with my computer and my phone. So. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, buddy. We can, we we'll can do. Get me yeah, we can do a little testing through the week and we'll get everything dialed yeah. in. Sound good? Sounds perfect. Cheers. You betcha. That's J.F. Lanye. Uh, Too bad we couldn't hook up a little more, but we will next week on the show. Uh, And we got that to look forward to. But that's going to do it for us here tonight in the Race Time Radio studio. Got to thank you all for tuning in. Got to thank Susie Q right here for doing all the production. Got to thank Scotty and Tim back in Toronto. And got to thank you for tuning in. You have a good, safe week, everybody. We'll catch you back here Sunday night at 5 p.m. Eastern or Tuesday night at 4 p.m. Eastern, and that's on Rev TV. Have a good one, everybody. Be safe. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.